0: The Portobello Book Festival is normally a busy affair. People would be queuing at the library or the Baptist Church Cafe or, from last year, the Portobello Bookshop, tickets clutched in their hands, waiting patiently for the previous session to end. There will be nothing like that this year. Instead, it will be a click-to-view festival in which you watch on a computer or a mobile device or perhaps cast it to your television. This is not what the organising committee had planned as I heard from member Joanne Baird.
1: We start planning our festival actually quite early on in the year, so we already had an idea and a lot of people who'd said they were going to come along to the festival when of course the world came to a halt. And I think it's fair to say that we, like everybody else, did not expect it to go on as long as it did. And we were still quite hopeful that at some point we'd still be in the library and our various other venues, talking to authors as usual. And then as time went on, we thought, okay, that's not likely to happen, but maybe we'll be able to do one or two live events. And then eventually we realized that wasn't going to happen either. So thank goodness, these days we have so much technology we can rely on that we had a look at all the, the people who'd agreed to take part, I spoke to them and said, how would you feel about doing this if it was online? And thankfully, most of them said yes. So. Come the first weekend in October, the 2nd to the 4th of October, we have a programme of at least 16, possibly 17, because there might be a little sneaky extra one that's not quite confirmed yet, going to be online on the Portobello Book Festival website.
0: Now you say online. Yes. A lot of the things that I've participated in online have been courtesy of Zoom, for example. Is it that the same way that you're doing it, or are you doing something different?
1: there will be a mixture of things. Zoom has been wonderful for our planning because we've had all of our meetings on Zoom, not obviously being able to meet together. And so there are quite a few of the events are going to be a Zoom meeting, in effect, an interview between two or sometimes three people on Zoom, which are going to be recorded. And then they're going to be uploaded to a Portobello Book Festival YouTube channel. And then come that weekend, there will be different events go up at different times, just as if it was a usual book festival, you would go along at 10 or 11 or 12 to see your your chosen event and if you access the website at that time you will be able to watch the event. So some are going to be on Zoom but quite a few are also going to be videoed in advance either by the participants videoing themselves or through socially distanced interviews with with other people. There's also going to be a podcast, at least one, possibly two, we're we're not quite sure of the format of one of the other ones just yet.
0: Now the usual format is that the sessions will last for perhaps up to an hour. It's going to be difficult if somebody's actually recording themselves to sustain that length of time, particularly if there's no audience participation because if you're pre-recording you're not going to have that. How long are the sessions actually going to be?
1: Well the answer is they're going to vary quite a lot and it really depends on uh, the individual events. Some of the ones which are perhaps a more traditional event with a chair and You know, an interview with an author, they may well last up to about half an hour, 40 minutes. Some of the pre-recorded ones probably won't do that. And the podcast that we have already, I think is about 10 to 15 minutes. So regardless of the length of them, though, we are still going to put them out all on on the hour to make it easier for people to know, okay, it's two o'clock, there's going to be a new event up, three o'clock, there's going to be a new event up. So it is going to vary a lot. There will be a little chance for interaction because all of the filmed events, as I say, are going to be on our YouTube channel and as most people know on YouTube you have a chance to comment underneath. So most of our authors are are quite happy that if people are are watching they can leave questions underneath and the authors will go and and check them when they have time and and might well respond. So not quite the same level of interaction as you would get in a room but there will still be the chance to you know, ask the author your question if you you do have one.
0: There could be advantages to doing it this way, even allowing for the fact it's pre-recorded, in the sense that if it's live you have an audience of what, perhaps between 30 and 80, maybe 100 people at most. If the videos are staying on YouTube forever, then the chances are people will actually be able to watch them and you may end up with a much larger audience than you might have had otherwise.
1: I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, the Edinburgh Book Festival, a lot of their events were were produced in exactly the same way. Some were live, some were pre-recorded and you could see how many people were watching and there was way more people than you would have got in the Book Festival tent. So in some ways it might allow us to expand the audience. Portobello Book Festival has always been about being local and it's been about for local people. But even at that, we recognise that people can't always necessarily get to the events that they want to because it might not be accessible, it might not be a good time for somebody or there might be two events they want to see at the same time. So having it online means that people can actually access it whenever they want afterwards. So yeah, we're we hoping that we might have more people than normal uh, watching these events.
0: Okay, give me an idea of the people who've agreed to take part, because you mentioned there were about 16.
1: Yeah, well, we have a lot of people, some of whom will be very well known within Portobello, some not so much, and quite a variety, as usual, of uh, either fiction or non-fiction events. So we're starting off with uh, Archie Foley, who lots of people will know, a well-known local historian. And he has a book coming out soon with Peter Ross called More Footprints in the Sand. They're a compilation of uh, stories which have been in the Portobello Reporter. So his event is going to be a little tour of Portobello, I believe. I think that Peter is going to be filming Archie as he goes to various places in Portobello and uh, talks about some of the history behind it. So that should be quite interesting. We hope they get a sunny day to do that.
0: (laughs) That'll be the second book in a series because I remember there being footprints in the sand a couple of years ago.
1: That's right, yes. So this one's more footprints in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) So he's he's kicking it off on the the Friday. Friday is always our, our starting day we have uh, Doug Johnson, who is is well known within uh, Portobello as well. He has just recently had his second book in a trilogy published and it's called The Big Chill and it features a family of female undertakers three generations of female undertakers, but they're not just undertakers, they're private investigators as well and the book I believe has just been shortlisted for the I think it's the McIlvany Prize at Bloody Scotland so you know, that's, uh, I expect he'll be talking about that when he's being interviewed. And his books always have a bit of humour in them as well and obviously with it being undertakers, so there'll be a bit dark humour coming into <laughs> some quite heavy subjects so that'll be interesting to listen to. Other crime writers we have we've got two crime writers who I'll be interviewing, Jackie Baldwin and Olga Voitas and they have got very unusual uh, lead characters and I think it's fair to say they're quite different types of crime books so Jackie Baldwin's latest book is called Avenge the Dead and her detective is called Frank Farrell and he's an ex-priest, which is a little bit unusual.
0: Now, I remember Olga Voitas in particular because, like me, she was a journalist.
1: Yes, that's correct, yes. And her second book has come out this year, Miss Blaine's Prefect and the Vampire Menace. Now, if you're not into vampires, do not let that put you off because I'm not into them at all either. It's a very, very funny book. Her lead character isn't isn't a detective as such, um, she's a librarian. She's a time travelling librarian. A pupil from the Marcia Blaine School for Girls, Shona McMonagle. I hope I've said that right. Oh give me a row if I haven't. They should be an interesting combination to speak to.
0: And of course the Marcia Blaine School for Girls has a historic reference going back to Miss Jean Brodie, does not it?
1: Yes, and uh, Miss Jean Brodie is not the lead character's most favourite person, but you'll have to read the books to find out why, or perhaps Olga will tell us. <laughs> we also have Peter Ross, not, not our portobello Peter Ross, but another Peter Ross, who has a book out called A Tomb with a View. It's been in the uh, newspapers quite a lot over the past couple of weeks. There's been lots of very positive praise and publicity for his book. And it's all about graveyards and headstones and how we commemorate the dead. And I believe he's gone to many and varied places within Britain and and possibly beyond and sort of finding out stories behind the, the gravestones.
0: So does that fall into the factual rather than the fictional.
1: Yes, that one definitely does. And a a bit of an interesting one for this is, I believe it's going to be filmed in a graveyard. So. How apt. (laughs) A bit atmospheric, that one, yes. Another one that I think is going to be filmed is with Leonie Charlton. Her book is called Marum, And it's a book, it's travel and, and nature writing. And she trekked around the Outer Hebrides with a friend on their highland ponies and has written about the the experience, and I think that possibly the ponies might feature in the film, so that'll be another interesting thing to look at. In terms of other fictional books, we have Janice Mackay, who's another local writer, and the theme of the event is how she creates a sense of place in her work and how she creates this from her imagination as well as observing her environment. So her latest book that she's talking about is The Watchmaker's Wife, And it's a historical novel, so she's obviously had to use lots of imagination there to recapture what real places used to be like. We've also got another author, Sheila Averbuk, who's a a tech journalist and a children's author and who has teenage children herself. And she is going to be uh, talking about her book called Friend Me, which is a sci-fi thriller exploring the impact of social media and tech on our lives.
0: That is a singularly opposite thing. Given the influence that social media is having on so much that's going on at the moment, complete with conspiracy theories all over the place.
1: Well, exactly. So she's, she's ideally placed, Julie, really to talk about the good and the bad in social media. Is it social media or anti-social media? Who knows? She'll no doubt be talking about the wider aspects of, of online life as it's affected us all over the past few months as well.
0: In the past, we all had to go to the library and get tickets. Yes. So how is it going to work? this year?
1: Well this year it's going to be much easier as long as you have internet access you will be able to go to as many of the events at Portobello Book Festival as you would like to. If you keep an eye on the website which is www.portobellobookfestival.wordpress.com or just search Portobello Book Festival it will come up you can expect to see all the events being advertised it will tell you how to ask to be part of the writing workshop and it will tell you how to access the events on the day, which will simply be a case of going to the website, clicking on the page and pressing play on the YouTube video or the podcast.
0: But will you be using social media as well in order to perhaps reach people who haven't necessarily come to the book festival before? Will you be using things like Facebook, Instagram, etc. as a way of reaching out to perhaps those on your own lists?
1: Yes, the Book Festival does have a, a Twitter account, which is at Portibookfest, and we also have a Facebook account, which is Portobello Book Festival. So everything that is on the website will also automatically go onto Twitter and onto Facebook. And on the weekend itself, we'll be putting out reminders. You know, At 10 o'clock, you'll be able to watch this. At 2 o'clock, come along to the website and you'll be able to take part in this event or watch this event. We're also going to be advertising throughout the community. We're going to be getting some posters up in shops. We can't give out flyers as we usually do, it's just just not the thing, but there, there will be posters, so we hope to be able to attract a reasonable audience as, as we normally do. The Portobello community is always such a great supporter of the festival, so we really hope they get behind all the online events this year.
0: And the Portobello Book Festival will be on next weekend, which is between the 2nd and the 4th of October.